from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. This is what happens when your mayor sucks. This is what happens when your mayor is totally political and has no interest in the actual city and the city's well-being. This is what happens. You get complete and total disaster. This is this is Portland. This is Portland, Oregon right now. Uh, we we've talked about it from when they uh, allowed the Antifa groups to surround uh the the ICE uh, buildings there. And uh, they created a biohazard. We know this from Antifa because they are quite literally the most violent people around. Punch a Nazi? Isn't that always their thing? Punch a Nazi? That's just who they are. They're they're fine with it. And this latest? This is going to blow your mind. We only got through half the video. We had to bleep so much uh, of it. Tony Katz, by the way, great to be with you. Uh, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669 is the number. Um, of course, uh, streaming live on, on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, the, the, the third hour we, we do that with. If you don't get it where you are, uh, demand it. Wait, that's, that's Neil Cavuto. I can't steal that line. But enjoy it here. So this is Portland. And in Portland, protesters have taken to the street. This was October 6th. This was just two days ago. A guy by the name of Brandon Farley, he, he, shoot, he videos these things. And it's Antifa protesters redirecting traffic, literally blocking an intersection and redirecting traffic. The police are just watching because Ted Wheeler, who's the mayor of Portland, he doesn't give a damn about the city of Portland. He's like, oh, F Portland. You know, I'll get elected because these people are saps. But I'm not going to actually do any work. and I'm certainly not going to let the police do their job. I hate the police. Yes, I'm the mayor, but I hate the police. It's obvious. And I certainly hate the citizens because I allow randos to go out there and just redirect traffic. Well, they're redirecting traffic, and people are like, what in the world is going on? And the Antifa folk are screaming and threatening the people who are driving. Listen. And there comes a moment where a guy in his car is on the phone talking to the police. And the, 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 the camera guy, Brandon there, he sees the police looking at this. No one does anything. No one does anything. These people are in the middle of the road threatening drivers, attacking people. One guy punched a car. What? He punched a car. Hey, you can't park that animal over there. It's illegal. Who does that? Who punches a car? 
And the other Antifa folk got angry because they know it's going to lead to problems. You see, it's clear to me that Antifa, which is a violent organization, Antifa is a violent communist organization. That's what they are. Um, they have a deal with Ted Wheeler. Ted Wheeler is is absolutely an apologist and a supporter of Antifa. Now, does that mean he's a communist? I call him anything he damn well please. It's fine by me. But they clearly have a deal. Listen, you can disrupt traffic. You just can't hurt anybody. You can disrupt traffic. You can't break anything. All right? No destruction of property. I got to actually do something on that. You know, got to keep these capitalist rubes happy. Right? But uh, disrupt traffic, you know, they'll just deal with it. And they'll, they'll call the police and, and we'll say things like, oh, yes. Yes, we're right on that. <laughs> That's, that, that'll be it. Right? That'll be totally it. That's all they'll do. That's all they need to do. It'll be fine. Completely and totally, totally fine. But if you if you if you if you if you break property, well then I gotta I gotta move the uh, the, the the fascist bastards in blue in, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to cuff you with those plastic things, and we're gonna have to drive you three blocks away, and then we'll let you go, and the cop will apologize and give you a cookie. I mean that's clear clearly there's a deal. Clearly there is a deal in place. I am convinced that the biggest problem that we have in America, and it's not the biggest problem. It's, you, can't, you can't do that. One of the big problems we have in America is that people do not look at what's happening in their own backyard. They don't look at what's happening on the local level. The local levels where people and politicians learn graft. It's where they learn corruption. They learn how to move the money because nobody understands the subjects. Nobody understands the people. They don't understand how the elections work. They've never been a precinct chair. They don't understand the entire focus and conversation. And that's where these people learn how to be duplicitous. That's where the power is. Everybody wants to focus on the national stuff. Right? I know, I know this uh, for radio. I do both sides of radio, right? I do a local morning show in Indianapolis, which I adore. And then I do this show, which we're, which we're growing out. We're working aggressively on getting out there and talking to stations and, and, and finding more ways. And, and who knows? Maybe it'll be a syndication play. Maybe it'll be a, uh, this. Maybe we'll do the whole show like this, an online play, and we'll kind of change some things around a little bit and, 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 and redo the whole camera system, everything else. It could be. I don't, I don't know how the world's going to work. The, the future is a strange and wonderful, miraculous thing. But I do both sides of the coin in terms of, of the politics. And, man, uh, the national stuff, oh, that's the sexy stuff. That's where you, that's where you get to talk to people. That's, that's where it's really exciting. The local stuff is where it all happens. The local stuff is where it all goes down. That's where you can make the most impact. You want to make impact? Put together 10,000 conservatives. 5,000. You know what? It's 5,000 conservatives who are all willing to move. And move to Portland. Change that city like that. And by the way, I don't know if I want the city to change. Portland has a, a feel and an attitude. That, that's great. If it's anything like Portlandia, count me out. But do the people of Portland really want this? It's the it's the it's the fascist, and Antifa is a fascist organization. And you can quote me, and you can let them know I don't give a damn about these people. Uh, there is no threatened 
uh, that, that uh, that's going to ever keep me from a microphone or keep me from having a conversation that is factual and honest and clear and concise and focused and direct. Nothing, nothing will stop me from, from having conversations. Uh, there's also a reason uh, that, that I'm armed. But fa- the, the Antifa is a fascist organization, so we're perfectly clear. They believe in violence. They want violence. And yes, if you are dressed in all black, directing traffic, and then screaming at people to move the way you want them to, that is violent. And if you think it's only violent because you throw a punch, you're out of your mind. If people are screaming at you, little whitey, and oh, by the way, they're white. They're white. They are like Elmer's paste white. Holy cow. And they're calling you little whitey. Um, that, that is violent. Of course it is. How could the people of Portland want this? Never mind that they might have a different political thought process than I do. They have a different policy concept than I do. Right? Leave all that aside on a national level, on a local level, on the level of your life, going from point A to point B, being disrupted by Antifa, dressed in black, purposefully menacing, and threatening to hurt you. Tell me why they want that. Why they're okay with that. Why that works for them. How that is a way to live. Because that's no way to live. It's absolutely no way to live. Now, if that's the way they choose to live, that's fine. But what I wish for them... What I wish for them is that they would, well, proactively change that. You can do that in Portland by getting rid of your commie mayor, Ted Wheeler. He can then, you know, be on the streets, which he's, you know, he's not going to have to worry about finding a bathroom. He's already determined the streets are that. (laughs) That's kind of what they do in Portland. But if Portland wants to suffer, that's their problem. By the way, if you're ever thinking of taking a convention there, um, don't. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. During the break, Ari was trying to bleep out the rest of it. I don't think he got to it all. It's just, there's just so much from this Portland audio. I'll, I will try to get to it. A little bit uh, later, uh, Taylor Swift got herself involved in politics. Taylor Swift decided to come out and say, you know what? I live in Tennessee, and that Marsha Blackburn, no, no, can't vote for her. Her voting record's just just too frightening. So I am going to uh, I'm going to uh, back uh, and, and endorse uh, Phil Bredesen, former governor of Tennessee. The former governor of Tennessee, who also said that he would vote to confirm Brett Kavanaugh if he were a senator. So, you know, uh, Taylor Swift, I don't know why she decided that this would be her political moment. I mean, after after all of this, right? After everything that's gone down, everything Kavanaugh, why would you decide to to jump in on, on this? It was funny, Free Beacon. Freebeacon.com put out um, Taylor Swift backs candidate who endorses Brett Kavanaugh. 
Wait, uh, Taylor Swift backs candidate, uh, endorses candidate who backs Brett Kavanaugh, supports Brett Kavanaugh. That was great because Blackburn did, and so did the Democrat. So Free Beacon took it for a spin. I thought that was fun. I thought that was that, that was fun and enjoyable. Now, Taylor Swift can have any political opinion she wants. Doesn't doesn't affect me. It doesn't uh, bother me at all. Go have all the political opinion you want. But deal with the fact that some of your fans, uh, some of your Swifties, may not have the same theory. They may not have the same beliefs. But certainly, if if you're if you're Marsha Blackburn, it, I mean, it's just it's not fun. You're ahead by four points in that race right now. But it's not fun that you have uh, uh, Taylor Swift, you know, not not on your side. It, listen, she's got a large following. What do you, you? You can't you can't deny that, can you? Can can you deny uh, th- this reality? Here, here she is. On I don't follow her on Instagram. She has 112 million followers. She has 112 million followers on Instagram. This is where she put uh, her 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 message. And it got 1.5 million likes. And it reminds people to uh, vote. And that October 9th is the last day to register to vote in the state of uh, Tennessee. Now, uh, she writes here, uh, she voted against the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which I remember because it's not as written, Taylor. Did you just, I'm just saying we should go over the actual um, text of of the of the bill. Uh, she believes businesses have a right to refuse service to gay couples. No, 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 Taylor. Oh come on, you know that's not true. Even in the case of Masterpiece Bake Shop, and in, and in the case of Memories Pizza, and and all of these, no one said they wouldn't serve somebody who was gay. They said they didn't want to cater or or cater to. A same-sex wedding. You can buy a cake. They just don't want to write Steve and Frank forever. That's all. They don't want to be forced to do that part. And there are people out there who want to force bakers and restaurant owners and 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 uh, and people who own halls and all that to do those kinds of things. Oh, Taylor, you don't actually think people should be forced to do that, do you? You don't think people should be forced into servitude? Of, of 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 any kind. I I think that's, I I think that you need to take a, uh, um, a take a look here. You also write, I believe that the systemic racism we still see in this country toward people of color is terrifying, sickening, and prevalent. Now, what all I'm asking for, Taylor, all I want is where. All I'm asking for, is for not you to say. That systemic racism exists, that is terrifying, sickening, and prevalent. Because if it was, if it if, if it exists, I, I I would say that's terrifying and sickening. But now I want to know, in the idea of systemic racism, not an incident of racism, you and I will agree, Taylor, on an incident of of of, of racism, on the idea of systemic racism to which it is built into a system that is utilized. To hurt a group of people based on skin color, where? Where is it? I just, show me. 
Show me where it is so together we can do something about it. I wonder if Taylor Swift is going to get challenged on this in, in like a polite way at all. You know, because, oh, you can just picture people out there. Oh, yeah, oh, Taylor, she doesn't know anything. Just shut up and sing. Shut up and sing. Why do you have to be so mean, Taylor? Right, you see what I did there? I used a Taylor Swift song. That's called class. I just don't know if anybody's going to engage her. Be like, okay, systemic racism. You believe that it's wrong. I believe it's wrong, too. Now show me where it is. I'm asking you to show me where the systemic racism is so together we can fix it. But by the way, if, if you think that Martha Blackburn, Marsha Blackburn, sorry, if you think Marsha Blackburn is guilty of systemic racism, that's a, that's a pretty horrific allegation to make. I mean, come on, Taylor, that's, that's pretty nasty to do. Overheard. On Tony Katz today. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. And it is a celebratory day of celebration to celebrate that Judge Brett Kavanaugh is now officially a member of the U.S. Supreme Court. That's right, persons of the left-leaning persuasion. Conservatives win! Conservatives win! That is the worst Harry Carey impression that I've ever heard. Who's Harry Carey? Here we are. Have a listen to the pleasing sounds of victory, won't you? On this vote, the ayes are 50, the nays are 48. The nomination of Brett M. Kavanaugh of Maryland to be an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States is confirmed. Oh, I just feel so nice today! Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Naturally, there was the usual weeping, gnashing of teeth, and barking at the moon by several fine citizens on the left. Oh, God. These are live images, folks, at the doors of the Supreme Court, where you can see protesters have gathered. They are demanding that their voices be heard as they anticipate who will, what, who, the person who will be a new Supreme Court Justice, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, be sworn in here any moment. In a bigger picture, you can see approximately how many people who have gathered there. It looks like there are dozens, and they are chanting. I am so happy! Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy. Yes, even Senator Susan Collins finally came around to making the right decision. My fervent hope is that Brett Kavanaugh will work to lessen the divisions in the Supreme Court so that we have far fewer 5-4 decisions and so that public confidence in our judiciary and our highest court is restored. That is the worst Katherine Hepburn impression I've ever heard in my life. Who's Katherine Hepburn? Stop it! Oh, look, I'm spotted the Oh, this day is most delightful, most delightful indeed. I tell you, it feels so tingly, naughty good, doesn't it? Knowing that we have decades of conservative rulings before us, oh, I tell you, it's like a collective conservative orgasm that will last an entire generation. Whoa, you can't say that. Say what? Sounds like you can't say it. Hooray for justice, hooray for liberty, hooray for you. Wait a minute. Am I gloating? 
Am I rubbing a conservative victory in the faces of liberal folk who deep down are good and decent people? I mean, except for that whole attempt to eviscerate and destroy a man, his career, and his family through the exploitation of a woman who has clearly suffered some kind of psychological trauma. Yes. Yes, I believe I am. Put another check mark in the Trump win column, kids. Most lovely day. Brian Baker, thank you. Tony Katz, so great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. The celebrities have not stopped in their level of just absolute crazy over the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh. This is Ron Perlman. Uh, it's Hellboy. It's Hellboy. I know he's not anymore because he's just the he, he's lost his mind. Uh, I mean, is, is there a new trailer for Hellboy? Yeah, they're redoing it. It's uh, The poster came out, but the trailer leaked online. I saw it yesterday. It looks tough. I didn't know they were redoing that. Uh, yeah, Hellboy. this one looks more like hard R-rated. Oh, okay. All right. Cause, I, mean, I mean, I didn't mind Perlman as, as Hellboy. It's just his politics are... He's a miserable sap. So, supposedly, Mitch McConnell said of the Brett Kavanaugh controversy, you know, it, it, it's going to blow over. And so Perlman uh, responds on Twitter, this six million Hitler killed, that blew over two, didn't it, Mitch? It's getting so you mother blanks. See, nothing wrong with having Nazis amongst you. A win is a win, right, Mitch? Ep everything else from the Constitution all the way to human decency. Um, would you please stop comparing things to the Holocaust, Ron? You sound like an ass. And you don't know what you're talking about. Tony Katz. That was weird, man. 833 got Tony. That's the number. It works. Go on, give it a call. 833-468-8669. That is how you take part in the whole conversation. Dude, are we being invaded? Is that is that what's going on? Turn the web down. There it is. Thank you so very much. Appreciate you. This idea of blue wave, red wave, um, requires uh, a little bit more of our attention. Because the idea that there's going to be this massive blue wave that takes over and controls the House and the Senate has no basis in fact. But there's also no basis in fact that a red wave is coming. If you were to ask me, based on the information presented, the information that we have right now, the data that exists... I would say to you that the Senate leads towards the Republicans and the House is a push. A push. Now, I think for the past month and a half, it has leaned left and I have said as much. But I want to give you some reasons why I think it's a push. Why I think that, for example, when the Hill.com uh, repeats uh, Demo- uh, or or puts out that Democrats have a four-point lead in battleground House districts. I believe that to be true. But four points is a margin of error kind of conversation. Four points is not double digits. Four points is not, all right, this is going to be fine. Four points, you're, you're running races. You're spending money. You're, you're doing all the things. 
So let me give you a, a couple pieces of, of information here. In the Texas Senate race, you've got Ted Cruz ahead of Beto O'Rourke by five, according to uh, Emerson. You have Greg Abbott, the governor, ahead of Valdez by 20. So I think that's interesting in the idea of if Republicans are just going to go down ticket, wouldn't you see a little bit more from Cruz? May tell you about the excitement that Beto is is bringing down there uh, and that the press is pushing towards him. In the Michigan 11th, which they consider a battleground, New York Times says the Democrat is ahead by seven. In North Carolina, Civitas says the Democrat is ahead uh, by four. But if I go to the New York Times Siena poll, the Republican is ahead by five. If I go to the Arizona Senate race, Cinema is ahead of McSally by three. This all fits into this idea of toss-up. Um, now, and listen, I know I understand McSally's uh, cinema is, is, is a Senate race. Uh, but it all sticks with the idea that we are in this not sure how it's going to fly thing. So why is anybody out there screaming about blue waves or, or, or red waves? Listen, I think there's an argument to be made. Uh, that Democrats had the momentum. They absolutely had the momentum because Trump hate is very, very real. Trump hate is real, and it motivates people to the polls, and so therefore more and more Democrats were going to come out. We saw this in Virginia races and in other places. And one of the things that that I have been saying is that you, you can't get complacent to be like, oh, no, no, Trump supporters are going to be fine. It's going to be great. No, you actually got to get out there. The attack and character assassination of Brett Kavanaugh has motivated Republicans, conservatives, people on the political right, and people on the political left who agree that what the Democratic Party has done is wholly disgusting. They tried to kill a man on national television. You know, I asked earlier, um, for is it do you do you quote uh, Clarence Thomas uh, in in 1981? Do you say it just the way he said it? This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. It is a high tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, you will be lynched, destroyed caricatured by a committee of the U.S. U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. Strong words in 1991. I mean, it applies to Brett Kavanaugh today. Someone said, no, don't call it lynch, you call it steamrolled. I, maybe that's the, the right terminology of today's world. I, I'll leave that to others. But there's no doubt the Republicans saw what happened and said, we're not standing for this. We're not letting these people have any power, and I believe that's the right move. Don't let these people have any power. They don't deserve it. And I'm talking about every race. Senate, House, Mayor, Governor, Sheriff, Town Council, Board of Ed, Dog Catcher. Don't give them any power. 
remind them that their actions are unacceptable. You don't get to destroy a man because you don't like the president. Remember, they killed or tried to kill Kavanaugh because they hate Trump. Can't reward that. Can't reward that at all. So while you have Democrats who have always going to be coming out to the polls, now you have Republicans who are energized. And just because Kavanaugh got confirmed doesn't mean they're not energized. One of the things we've been discussing here is is, uh, Indiana. Of course, our our beloved Indiana. It's where I I broadcast from. And I have a a piece up. I I write for the the station website because, of course, I've got the morning show and I do uh, station work here too. Um, uh, Senator Joe Donnelly drops moderate mask is the name. Uh, of the, of the story, and it is uh, to the to the realization that there is no doubt that Joe Donnelly is a progressive. Joe Donnelly is a leftist. He is not a moderate. No matter what he tries to say, the reality of his actions speak much much louder. And. He's got a serious problem now in this re-election bid because he he voted against Brett Kavanaugh. One of the arguments was, you know, he, he didn't really have a choice. And he put himself in this box, and he, he, he didn't have a choice. He had to now vote no. He was going to vote yes. He took the out because of the allegations, which he uh, basically aided and abetted by not speaking out against the nonsense. Then he called for the FBI investigation. Then there was an FBI investigation. And instead of listening to the FBI report, he decided that Brett Kavanaugh didn't have the temperament to be a Supreme Court justice. So this is a craven political guy who has taken the positions of Chuck Schumer, of Cory Booker, of Kamala Harris, of Maisie Hirono, of Richard Blumenthal, who lied about his Vietnam service, of all of them, of Dick Durbin, etc. Right? That's exactly what he's done. But the, one of the thoughts was, you know, if, if Kavanaugh had not got confirmed, uh, the Republicans would have been angry, and then he'd have a bigger problem. I think he's got a bigger problem anyway because he showed himself to be a liar to the people of Indiana. He lied to Hoosiers. Now, now listen, I, I don't think that politicians are different here uh, than they are in, in other places, right? The politician is the politician, if you want to make that argument. And I don't think all politicians are evil. I think that's just a nonsense proposition that people tell themselves when they don't want to have to actually do any heavy thinking right oh they're all evil but uh, there are politicians who will say a and then the reality of their situation they have to do the other thing and they hope you don't notice or they try and explain it away whatever the case may be but you 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 have a situation here where you simply can't deny the fact that he is a hyper-partisan guy he is not a moderate there is no argument to be made to it And so, yes, I'm convinced, at least in this state, that they are going to be wholly energized. There are things that could blunt that. Uh, For example, if Mike Braun, the Republican nominee, doesn't get off his ass and do some campaigning. I mean, there is some campaigning. There are some ads. Don't get me wrong. It's just compared to the primary, not enough. And the craziest part is Donnelly's only ahead by two. And in the last poll, Braun was ahead by two. And in the poll before that, Donnelly was ahead by two. And the poll before that, Braun was ahead by, I think, like four. It's a tight race. But moderate Joe Donnelly is in a tight race? I think that's bad news for him. And I think that the more Republicans that come out, 
the worse off he is because he's already banking on Democrats coming out because of Trump. And he is a guy who has aligned himself with Trump repeatedly, specifically on right to try legislation. And someone had, had texted me about this, you know, you know, it, it, when uh, when uh, he votes with Trump, you know, he's a, he's a reasonable guy. When he votes against Trump, he's a he's he's a sellout. Listen, Joe Donnelly, when it comes to low hanging fruit that he is given permission on by his Democratic overlords, if you will, right? Clearly, there's some kind of thing where he's he's checking in with with Schumer and company, right? They 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 play follow the leader. They, they, they do. The only person who hasn't truly right now is Joe Manchin. And I don't mind that Donnelly agrees with some things and disagrees with other things. I mind that he proactively lies and was clear about his intentions regarding uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. He, he lied to Indiana while he was... Uh, he knew that he wasn't going to be uh, down with this. He was, he was willing to vote for him until he was given an out and then he wasn't going to vote for him. And even though the out was all based on a violent approach from his mates, from his cohorts. Uh, no, you don't vote for that. You don't, you don't vote for that at all. Now, this is, I think, playing itself out in a couple places. So let's take North Dakota and Heidi Heitkamp, who voted against uh, Brett Kavanaugh. She's down by 10, 12 points. And she said if I had voted for Kavanaugh, you know, I'd probably do, be doing a little bit better in the polls. And the question was, so why didn't you vote for Kavanaugh? Because she's down 10, 12 points. It wasn't going to make up 10, 12 points. She might as well keep her base and have herself a, uh, an opportunity for some kind of job down the road. It no longer made any political sense to her. Claire McCaskill voted no. Claire McCaskill voted no because she was in the same position Joe Donnelly was. The attacks on Kavanaugh gave them a certain level of cover. But that cover came at a price. That if they were to decide to vote yes, that somehow they grow they grew a conscience and they realized that that destroying a, a man because of an allegation isn't the right thing to do, their base would drop them completely. Their base would drop them completely. And they couldn't afford it. And McCaskill definitely couldn't afford it. Joe Donnelly wouldn't risk it. Joe Manchin calculated that they'll love me for it. I think Joe Manchin's going to win again in, in West Virginia. I really and truly do. I really do. You know, if, if, if I were Joe Manchin, you know what I would do? I'd declare as an independent. I'd declare as an independent make both sides fight for me. I would make them fight for me, and that's what I would utilize to make things better for my state and, and, and grow influence. If I was Joe Manchin exactly what I would do. Not even a question. But Joe Donnelly, I think Joe Donnelly is a very tough chance, a uh, tough problem in, in Indiana, and I think his chances have been uh, massively weakened by his uh, clear uh, partisanship and lies to Indiana. That is also not an indication of red wave or blue wave. I don't think you should get into the wave conversation. I think you should vote. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 
Did I play any Susan Collins yet? No, it was the last hour. Right? Last hour I did. But, I mean, did I play uh, uh, any of the rape apologists, Susan Collins? Because that's what they're calling her. Uh, the Women's March has determined that Susan Collins, because she voted to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, is a rape apologist. It's it's remarkable. Moveon.org, saying, I have looked up to Senator Collins since the early 80s when I learned uh, we Mainers had two lady senators. Susan have broken our trust of generation uh, of Maine women today. What's interesting is that moveon.org was uh, built to tell people to move on past the allegations of sexual impropriety regarding uh, Bill Clinton. I mean, the irony is just amazing, I tell you. Amazing. And, and listen, they, 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 they've, all been, they've all been talking. Here's a, here's a little bit of... Uh, Lindsey Graham saying that he's going to work hard. He is going to work hard to make sure Democrats don't get reelected. I'm happy because the effort to humiliate and railroad a man I've known for 20 years who's never been banned from a mall, unlike Roy Moore, failed. I'm happy that those who tried to destroy his life fell short. I'm glad those who tried to overturn the rule of law and replace it with mob rule lost. I've never been more pissed in my life. I voted for Sotomayor and Kagan. I would have never done this to them. This was character assassination. This was wanting power too much. And to the extent that I came to the aid of this good man and helped defeat this debacle, I'm happy as a clam. All right. Well, let me I'd tell you something that may not make you happier. Now, before Chris Wallace tries to ruin everything, I think a lot of people feel that way. I think a lot of people feel that way. And I am, I'm only hoping that he's willing to live up uh, to his word and travel to red states and help defeat Democrats in that states. With that said, uh, Senator Graham, let me tell you, uh, about a great place called Indiana. It's a fantastic, fantastic state. We, 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 we what, what do you like, sir? Uh, uh, do you like beer? Uh, Justice Kavanaugh likes beer, and we have beer, sir. You know, I need a little background music here, uh, Senator Graham. I just want to set the scene because we want to invite you to Indiana. You know, my, my, my beloved. And uh, I'll, I'll take you for a tour. We'll drive all around, we'll do some campaigning. Oh. Oh, it'll be a good time. Now, it won't be an RV like Joe Donnelly. You know, we'll we'll get. You know, it's 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 an Indy car kind of town. So uh, maybe we'll just do a pace car, something like that. Um, but but if you like beer, we have got a tremendous amount of craft breweries. Some incredible craft breweries. The north, the south, the east, to the west. Uh, we'll we'll get someone to drive in those times, and we'll have ourselves a beverage. D do you like a pork tenderloin, sir? Now, being Jewish, I didn't grow up with them, but we make them here. And we make them exceptionally, exceptionally well. You want, you want to take in a game, right? You know, we'll go catch the Colts or we'll catch the Pacers. We'll catch, uh, you like soccer, we'll catch the Indy 11. Oh, what do you want to do? What, what, do, you, what do you want to do? You want to, you want to just uh, kick back and, and, and enjoy an Indiana night and talk a little bit about Tom Petty and maybe some Mary Jane? I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying. 
Senator uh, Graham, uh, you have uh, no idea how happy you have made a, a lot of Americans. Um, they appreciate that you have stood up in the way that you have. Uh, they appreciate that you have stood strong in the way that you have, that you have um, given them a, a, a voice in this way of saying enough of the nonsense and the abuse. And they're thrilled with you. So what I'm saying, Senator Graham, is come to Indiana. Help us defeat Joe Donnelly and let's have a beer. I'm Tony Katz. Next time, everyone.